Bookworms Horror Podcast is sponsored by Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box is filled with over $85 of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. This box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Go to creepycrate.store to subscribe. Use the code bookworm5 at checkout to get $5 off your subscription. That's bookworm5 for $5 off your subscription. And now to the show. Welcome to the Bookworms Horror Zine Podcast. I am James Ippolitti, host of the Real Demons of Pop Culture Podcast, as well as TikTok's famous Demon Hunter. Joining me is Regina St. Clair. Her writing honors include a Wadi Award for Best Horror Novel, as well as multiple screenwriting awards, including a Webby honoree. Regina is also the contributing editor of the best-selling Local Haunts, a horror tube anthology, you can find Regina and her alter ego, Batilda, at her booktube channel, Regina's Haunted Library, and on her blog, rstclair.com. We are both the editors of the Bookworms Horror Zine, and a great zine needs great fiction. We created this weekly podcast to offer writers quick tips on writing for the genre. Now, I'm currently in the office of demonology, and how are things over there? In your haunted library, Gina. Oh, just fabulous. I've been doing a lot of reading outside, though, because it's been so nice. But yeah, I've I just put in a brand new bookshelf for my fantasy and sci-fi books. So I'm expanding. Awesome. Before we get into any questions, how can a writer submit to the bookworm zine? Well, um, I know that we're currently looking for fiction for our summer issue. And anyone who wants to send in a fiction submission should mail it to my address, uh, my studio address, which I'm sure, James, you can list in your on your podcast somewhere. Yeah, we'll put so, it in the show notes. Okay, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, and the reason that I'm only accepting, well, I say I, James, is part of this too, uh, only accepting mail-in this time around is the first time I put, in, uh, put up a request for submissions, I received over 600 short stories. Which was great, but it took me three months to read them all. And since I'm looking at a June release for this next scene, I really don't have time to read that many ish, uh, stories. However, if anyone who previously submitted who thinks that that their story might fit the theme, which is summer, summer horror, however you would like to interpret that, and it's 1,500 words or less, you can just send me a little reminder email at exlibrisregina at gmail.com. Although now, I don't know if you know this, James, we have a new um, we have an, a new email address, which we can put in the show notes too. It's bookwormszine at gmail.com, I think. I have to look that up. All right, yeah, new. I'll make sure we put that in the... Uh... Yeah, I'd rather um, send it there just to keep it separate because I got so many, so many submissions. Yeah. But yeah, so I I know that some people who don't live in the United States might maybe don't want to mail something overseas. I I understand, but it's just just trying to control the amount of 
stories that I received because I never expected to get that many, and I want to make sure I can really read each one, and it just takes a lot of time. And I honestly think that if you're really serious about this, actually printing out paper and mailing it is not much to ask. I agree, and it's also part of the spirit of the zine. Exactly. We're trying to do things all old school, which means you actually mail uh, a story in, and then uh, the zine is mailed out. It's not available. I mean, you can buy it online through the Etsy link, but uh, or you can send in a coupon, old school, to our address. But uh, it's you can't view it online, and we that was part of the philosophy behind this. So we're trying to keep it old school. And for us to get good submissions, we've developed this podcast so we can talk about writing for the genre and very short episodes, basically talking about a quick tip each week. How can we be better horror writers? And today's topic is what is a horror author? How would you answer that question, Gina? Um, I think that a horror author, it's interesting because when I put for the first round of submissions on, on Bookworms, uh, the first issue, I, I posted something, I forget which site, on a Facebook site for call for horror submissions. And I remember, because we're paying a pro rate, eight cents a, a word, which I guess is pretty good, there was a lot of interest. And But I did notice some comments were like, oh, it's so hard to write in that genre. Horror is so difficult. And I'm thinking, well, maybe you shouldn't, not like to discourage anyone, but it's like if you don't already write horror, I mean, you can try it. You know what I'm trying to say? I feel like there are horror writers like there are romance writers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people can, like a Dean Koontz or whatever, can write in every genre possible because he's that kind of craftsman. But And also he learned to do that just to keep, you know, the pot boiling, as they say. But uh, that sort of surprised me that there are uh, writers would be interested in this, even if they've never written horror or it's not their main genre. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Absolutely. I think we're, we're a certain breed. <laughs> it is definitely a certain breed, but and you brought up a great point. Because we're paying a pro rate, people mm-hmm. are going to try to dip their toe into this genre to see if they can sure. do it. And I, you know, anyone can write horror, but what we want is great horror. Um, right. You can attempt to write this, but I know personally, I don't like ever explore other genres. Like I wouldn't write romance, and I think the closest I would go outside of horror would be science fiction and even then it would probably have a horror a dark twist to it and I know yourself you've written like young adult but everything you write even if there's a romance to it is always dark always always I mean and and the thing with romance I know they want they have to have that happy ever after (laughs) And, and my I did two series and they do kind of end happy ever after but there's a lot of suffering before we get there but uh, yeah, I think that if you're a horror author, you know the genre, I would say. Like you read horror. It doesn't mean that you can't try a different genre. And I agree that, you know, people should feel free to try something new. I do know from a lot of the submissions that I received, I wouldn't consider, I mean, I would say maybe a, uh, maybe a quarter of them roughly were not horror at all like expand on that what Mm -hmm. what do you mean by they weren't horror at all like they what when you're reading what are you looking for to say this is a horror story well i mean horror is 
is a main genre, then you have lots of different I don't know, threads coming out of that. But uh, it has to have some kind of horror element where it's something that is, I mean, for lack of a better word, frightening mm-hmm. or scary or uh it, it, there's a difference between that and like a story that is like an action war story, like a military story it might have violence in it, you know, but it it's not the same as a horror story. I think a horror story has to be something, it could be supernatural. Right. That's usually how it plays out, something supernatural, or it could be a um, serial killer, which would not be supernatural, let's say, like a like a murder. <gasps> but then you get into, is this a mystery? So it's kind of a fine line, but I would say uh, horror has to have some kind of gruesomeness in it on some level. And some might disagree with that. But I mean, like the ones that I, some of the stories that I received that I would say weren't horror, which were perfectly fine stories, were maybe would be put under the psychological horror would it be psychological horror or psychological thriller? I mean, so oh that, yeah, maybe that. Maybe it's more of a I noticed that horror now, like when you in bookworms, there's actually a really good article, or at least it's your little comic strip. Where when you mm. go into a bookstore, it's it's like the horror section is so tiny, right? Um, and sometimes it's just listed under thriller or mystery or mystery or fantasy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very hard. I wish they would just create a horror true horror section for Mm -hmm. people who are looking for that. Stephen King is thought of like the horror writer, but he also has written all over the -hmm. place. Like I'm reading fairy tale now, which I wouldn't consider that a horror story. And I think it's the title even says fairy tale. It's, it's exactly kind of him diving into the Neil Gaiman world of fantasy, I think. Um, Right. But, he says in, and if you haven't read this, Stephen King's On Writing, it's a memoir of the craft. Great book. Uh, it's excellent. I've, I've reread it several times, and I always go back to it. It's great. And so he has a quote, read a lot, write a lot is the great commandment. How does reading a lot help a writer? Well, if you're a horror writer or just any, I mean, any no, writer. I think it works for any writer, but, right. but in horror, how can that help us? Okay, I just want to interject that I have myself that I do read across genres, but mostly horror. Uh, it helps because you know the genre. Like, um, if anyone wants to develop their horror writing skills, the like uh, the best of horror that comes out every year, yeah, you know, pick that up. You can get it in the library and read what are considered the best horror stories, and then you kind of know what what the genre is about. Or go back into the classics, like you, you mentioned Stephen King. is. Def- I feel like he's definitely veered off for horror for many years. Yes. The last book I think I read of his, like a newer one, was it The Institute? I think that's yeah, I don't even know if that's considered new at this point. I don't know. Oh, I know. So I, I, can't, I can't keep up with him. I can't. And I know some people do read everything that comes out. But like that, what, I wouldn't consider that horror. It was kind of like a sci- sci-fi thriller in a way. It mm-hmm. was very cool. I, lo- I loved it. But uh, So I think horror... There has to be some like blood and guts <laughs> or some like gruesomeness. And that can be, I mean, not saying it can't be uh, psychological. There's ways of doing it that, um, which are very, you know, of course, very well done. But uh, 
I feel like it has to have some gruesomeness in it, whether that's blood or like a a, a, a gruesome scene. Like I was watching, uh, I, I've been, I'm, I'm watching all the Hellraiser movies from like start to finish. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course the first two are the best and directed by Clyde Barker. But they're so, like I remember reading a, a, a lot of uh, Clive Barker um, interviews and stuff, and he was like a big B-movie fan when he was young. And he said, you know, he wants to see the blood. He wants to see the gore. And you really see that in his his films that he, and of course the uh, the sequels and everything kind of, you know, maybe not as great uh, on a lot of ways, but there's there's blood and guts in it and it's gory and it's fun and it's... Um, you know, dramatic. I mean, that's what I personally look for. If a story is too, I guess, psychological, I might, not that I don't enjoy that. I actually wrote a novel that's more like psychological thriller, but, or two of them actually. But, you know, I feel like for this zine, because it's old school, I'm kind of looking for like the early Clive Barker, like books of blood, like that kind of stuff. Now, Clive Barker, of course, veered off into mostly fantasy too uh i i wish <laughs> i wish she would go back to full out horror yeah i think overall if it makes you uncomfortable in a in a sort of a spooky way you know like i think blood and guts is a lot of fun you know if you're just writing something that is violent for violence sake then then you're just getting into sort of like a um yeah like extreme horror and yeah, but I mean, I don't even know if I would call it horror. It's almost like a snuff film on paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, we have yeah, to I'm care, not... you know. Right. No, I'm I'm really not into, I mean, I know there's a big fan base for that kind of horror. I don't really read it because I just, it doesn't really appeal to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's part of the genre, definitely. I mean, like I read was like a, a Jersey Devil's story. I think it was called The Jersey Devil. And... It was great because it had a kind of a cartoonish old B movie feel to it with like a lot of like ripping out throats and, you know, but it was entertaining as hell. I have to tell you, and it it really was that fine line between, I guess, like spatter punk and like, you know, something else. There's a book called The Troop by Nick Cutter. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've read that, but it follows a group of boys who are taking a weekend camping trip. Uh, by their scoutmaster. It's an island off the coast of eastern Canada. And this is one that I read that, well, didn't think it was amazing, but when it came to, like, the gore and the stuff that was going on, it was so well written that, I like, it really made me, like, cringe. Yeah. And that that really stuck out to me. Like, I could feel the... Like the ooze or the blood or the everything, it was just so well described. It's a good book to uh, read if you if you want to kind of see what we're talking about. Um, and that said, besides reading horror, which uh, what books would you recommend? Like maybe about this, about what have you read that's really gory? And you brought up books of blood. Would that be something? Yeah, I love that. I mean, I'm thinking maybe down the line we'll do like a splatterpunk issue for bookworms, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of go explore that genre uh, subgenre or whatever because it's very popular um but yeah i like i mean i like the i like just my personal taste as i like horror that is is dramatic and bloody but it 
it doesn't go into like such a, a sad nihilistic place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's right. just, I mean, and people do read that too, but I always feel like sad and, you know, depressed after reading some, what would be considered like some extreme horror. It depends. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I, mean, I find myself more nihilistic when I write. I don't know if I always have happy endings. It's always like kind of, I don't even know if, the, you know, if there's a lesson, but I, <laughs> I think it, that really comes down to the author and how they're able to put that in there and make us care and make us maybe in our own eyes see the hope at the end mm-hmm. of the book. You uh, do have to care. Like, yeah. I will say that. Like that and that is uh, all about character. Which you will know. be another episode, I'm will sure. Will be another episode, sure. But yeah. So it you know, it's hard to say um how to become a good horror writer. I mean, I'm still working on it. I think you have to be able to kind of go into those places of discomfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote a short story that uh, <laughs> was probably one of the grossest things I ever wrote. And I know that it might be too gross for some people, but uh, like for me, I explored like the limits of what I could like handle in, in grossness. And, and you know, so I think it's fun to just explore that and see, see how far you want to take it. Which I think Bookworms is great because it's very short story so we were talking up to 1500 words that we're asking for this if you want to get into this genre i think picking up a copy of our premiere issue will help you see what we've already put in there yep and there's no better way of getting better at something than doing it over and over and not quitting and this is not ask much you know like hey i want to if you get rejected then you got another chance to get into the next issue Uh, But it's going to make you better in the genre. One thing that happens is if you don't know the genre and you don't read it, you start doing tropes that you kind of think the genre is about. Right. And we want to sort of avoid that. We want to, you know, if there's something that is, you know, you want to do vampires, how can you do vampires in a new way with your voice? Yes, like I thought the the one story that's in uh, Bookworms, What Slays in Vegas Mm -hmm. by Angelique Fawns is a vampire tale, but I felt like she really put a a fun spin on it. Yeah. And I cared about the characters, and it was a little more comical, but I felt like that, I wanted a bit of a balance, so I liked that story a lot. Um, And then some of them are a little different. Yeah, Bookworms is a fun thing. It's not something you're going to get and like, turn off the lights in your room and and cut yourself you know like no god no we're not we're not, not trying to upset you we're trying there's a lot of fun and enjoyment in bookworms and we love the genre and uh you can have fun with these horror stories it doesn't have to be dark uh, all the time you know yeah or it can be uh like i felt like the um miss sheridan's window the first story in the issue is more that's more like a quiet horror and it's more of like a creepy vibe, but it really like when I'm reading something, I guess the test is kind of does this make does this make me like does it get give me the chills or get, makes my hair stand up yeah. on the back of my neck? That's like an instant win, or or makes me like giggle in a way like that that evil kind of laugh. <laughs> Anything that kind of uh, has that effect, or. You know, when you're reading something and and you're like, oh, I know where this is going, and it goes there, you're kind of like, eh, 
Yeah. You know, I've read this before mm-hmm. or I've seen this before, but something that is titillating or surprising. And I thought like, you know, the other stories are great too. And Bruce Golden's story is really kind of like a downer, but it's, it almost felt like one of those, um, you know, like, a, like an old Twilight Zone episode that mm-hmm. ends very ironically. Yeah. And that's another thing with, with a short story. Y- you can't beat a good twist. Yeah. You but know? it's hard, and I think we'll talk. No, that about, is hard. <laughs> I think we'll talk about that in another episode because that's, oh, sure, yeah, that is that's definitely kind of specific. Something, yeah, that's specific, and we'd have to really dig deep into that. Uh, but I think everyone's homework for this week would be to read. Start if you ha- aren't reading something horror, start reading horror. Yeah, start with Clive Barker's Books of Blood. Like seriously, you can't get any better. And there's. I just reread uh, his uh, uh, Hellbound Heart, the the first, you know, his novel that the Hellraiser's based on. Yeah, I want to read that. Oh, it's so good. And he he enters, like, strong on the first line. And that's another thing I would say. Maybe this is another episode. It is. <laughs> okay, well, we'll save that. But you got to grab him right from the start on a short story. It's heart. It's its own sort of art form yeah this stuff we're talking about is not easy but that's why we're going to continue to do these tips and tricks to get you like have little exercises to do to work on twist endings or work on first lines uh but the first thing you need to do is be a fan of the genre and know what is already out there and write every day yeah yeah, and and short stories are the best place to start. Yeah, I mean, like actually, people... I think it was Ray Bradbury, another one of my favorites. Oh yeah, who said, if you wrote a short story every week for the year, there's no way you'll write fifty-two bad short stories. You will get an amazing story out of that, at least one. Definitely. And uh, that's great advice. And I also think short stories. Like, I'm a big believer in setting constraints. So having a 1,500-word... I know, of course, you can write more and, like, pare it down. But, like, having a word count limit, having a a specific genre, that actually helps your focus. Absolutely. you want to get to a certain place and start, like, throw yourself right into it and just have fun with it. And that's the thing you mentioned about bookworms. It's definitely... I wouldn't say it's comedy, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's not comedy. I, I don't know if I sounded like I was saying that, but I was No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm saying when we say fun, it's in that, like, what, like, I think horror fans are like, oh, that movie was fun. And it's like one of their friends will go see it and they'll be like, that wasn't fun. That was horrible. It's like, well, it was fun for me because I'm a horror fan. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. You know, you know, like how the uh, old eerie comics were and things like yes. that. Yes. Well, I'm a huge fan of eerie and creepy yeah, and that's know. that's kind of a vibe that we love, and I yep. think uh, we hope it comes across in Bookworms, and definitely with uh, Charles Radcliffe and his artwork. Yep, I think we get that. Uh, yes, and, and the other thing you brought up about limitations, I just want to—I'm reading the book, The Creative Act, by Rick Rubin, and it's a great book. Um, oh, okay, Rick Rubin, the music producer. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, and he has just released a book called The Creative Act, and all it is is about that—the Creative Act. And he does speak up about how limitations actually help us in that creative process. So mm-hmm. I think people trying to write for bookworms, I think it's definitely 
a great way because when you have 1500 words you can't just ramble on right you gotta pick and choose the best words yeah and 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 make it concise and it's almost like you you know when i'm reading these submissions i'm looking for that gut punch yeah you know and i'm looking for that story that's like whoa Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, that's oh, that's good. That's so scary. That's creepy. You know, like when yep. I get that like uh, reaction. Yep. yep. That's a story that's going to you know go right to the top. Yeah, especially if you're like at home reading at night alone, and then uh-huh. you're like, all right, I think I'll read this tomorrow morning when the sun comes up. Right. <laughs> that's a good story. That's a, that's a really good story. <laughs> yeah. If it's like too scary to to read by yourself alone. Yeah. So uh, knowing the genre is. Well, being a fan of the genre, and I think that any horror fan who's been afraid to write their own horror, you know, if you really know the genre, just try it. But if you're just a writer in a different genre and you're doing horror for money, I'm not saying it's not going to work, but I think you're going to have to work, work really hard to make that work. Yeah. Does that sound bitchy? I don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it. I I don't want to discourage anyone from writing. No, hard. I don't either. You might be the next Stephen King, and we don't know. You know, like right. I I want you to try it and see if it calls to you. You know, if you haven't written hard, do it and see if you, see if it works for you. If you find yourself loving it, then maybe you, you didn't know this about yourself. True, and if you if you're a fan of like good horror movies, like maybe just like ask yourself what it is about that movie that or, or TV show or whatever that you really like. Right. Like try to break it down into what is it? Yeah. Like, is it, is it the thing behind the wall that's making a noise that would be more quiet horror? And that's a great place to explore. All right. So, um, I think we have work for you guys to do who are listening and next week we'll have a new topic and tips for that. You can pick up the premiere issue of Bookworms at the Etsy link in the show notes. You can also find the links for us, for Regina and myself, for the podcast, for the books. All that stuff will be in the show notes as well. And uh, that's all I've got. What about you? Yeah, and just where to send submissions if you'd like to try for the next issue. Summer horror. That could be a lot of things. It could be creepy uh, carnivals. Summer Vacations from Hell. Yeah. Uh, sea Monsters, yeah. which I know you're a fan of, I'm James. big fan. And uh, what else? Anything? Camping? Camp stories? Yeah, summer camp. Uh, summer camp. All that stuff like that. Um, Water even, slides. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things that, you know, just even outside at night in the summer when you're like, I know um, Bradbury, again, was, was really great at that where it was just these kids on in the summer at night and something creepy happens you know it could be a carnival in town well here's a homework assignment just thinking about it and and this would be like a really good psychological horror is the summer people by shirley jackson very Mm, short story major gut punch and it kind of i almost felt sick after reading this it's so good All right. There's your homework. And we'll be back in a week with more tips on helping you write for the genre. Okay. Good luck. Bye.
Bookworms is a Gorilla Delphia production. Yeah!